I've stopped that rush to read books and more focus on how is it that I can be in the best possible state to make the best possible decisions so that I'm positive and happy and it allows me to do well in my job and do well in my relationship. So recently it's felt like work's working out. It's felt like I've been open about having bipolar and my world didn't blow up. Especially with opening up about having bipolar felt like there was a weight that had been lifted from my shoulders oh okay because this was the dirty little secret that no one knew yeah when you start talking to people about the stuff that you've learned and they're like you see their eyes glaze over oh well it's fine that i'm learning all this stuff and i i find it it really valuable but it's not as fun if i don't have people with similar interests to share it with that's interesting um it's more important to ask questions and listen than talk you need to be able to talk But I find that if you can develop the skill of being able to ask a question, listen really well, and then being able to ask a follow-up question, all of your interactions will feel easy. Hey, you've just joined A Journey with Bernie. Greetings, my dear friends, and thank you so much for joining me and today's wonderful guest. My name is Bernie Kelly, and I'm your very enthusiastic show host. Why? Because I woke up this morning, and I don't know about you, but I'm still breathing. I've been expressing my joy for life as a corporate leadership and team building coach for 30 years now. But I've also loved working in the schools, guiding students and our young ones, just to open up their eyes to see more, to do more, to be more. I'm an explorer who wants to take you and them to the summit of Kilimanjaro. Hey, how about the base of Mount Everest or the intrigue of the Peruvian Machu Picchu or that epic spiritual adventure across northern Spain, the Camino? Yes, I'm a lover of nature and I am a consumer of life and that's why this podcast exists. You see, it's a simple exploration of what you and I need to do to find greater love for self to inspire our own sustainable inner happiness and to discover greater meaning in our humble lives. Of course, I don't have the answers, but that's why each week you and I will explore the life purpose and the perspectives and paradigms of our wonderful podcast guests who will share with us their strategies, their thoughts, their actions that just might bring greater meaning to our lives. Hey, we're all on this journey, folks. So today, let's together put on our hat of curiosity and explore life's possibilities. And let's do it together on this episode of A Journey with Bernie. Well, dear people, welcome to yet another episode of A Journey with Bernie. It's a Sunday morning here at Kangaroo Point, and I've had the most fantastic weekend. And I've just simply got to share with you how I started. I don't know whether our listeners out there are familiar with an organisation called Meetup. Meetup, I love it because it brings people together from all over the region, particularly the the, the local areas, and it allows us to meet up at a particular function, uh, doing the same activity, meeting people, and having a wonderful, wonderful night. My Friday night, once a month, is with the Beer With Mates. And Chris Anderson is my guest today, and Chris is totally responsible for my experience last Friday night. Were you happy with the evening last Friday night, Chris? Bernie, I was at Soapbox Beer (laughs) like I am on the first Friday of every month, and uh, last well, on Friday, we had the upstairs area, which probably a lot of people in Brisbane haven't seen yet, but upstairs at Soapbox, you could fit likely 300 people. Now, we, I was expecting to really only have about 20. We had about 30 people. Wow. And as it turned out, we had 30 good people like yourself who yeah, were there. Yeah. So it was a great night. God, yeah. it's a hoot, mate. God, we have some fun, don't we? We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you get all these people from? What's the process by which they come to be with mates on a Friday night at the Soapbox Pub yep. in Fortitude Valley? Well, the, the good thing about Meetup, and really anyone could run a Meetup group, 
you just pay your fees for the year, you come up with a brand or a name, you come up with a theme, and then you run events. Yeah. So I've been running a Beers with Mates for just over four years now, yeah. and really all of the people come from the Meetup app. So people just see this this brand, Beers with Mates, they check out what it's about, and they decide that they might come along to a meetup. So I think we've got something like 4,000 followers on there or something along wow, those lines. Wow, wow. You've got 4,000 followers. On meetup. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think most people go along to beer with mates or these meetup groups? What do you feel is their primary motivation? Well, I, I find... I haven't been to a whole lot of other meetup events, um, but I generally find that people come to Beers with Mates for one of a couple of reasons. They're new in town, so they might have just moved from interstate or overseas, seeing more overseas coming now shortly, which will be great. Um, they've probably broken up with a partner or something along those lines, or they somehow feel disconnected from their friendship group and they're looking to meet new people. So essentially they decide they want to come to market yeah. and meet new people. And what, I think the- What the, do you mean by market? Well, this, this, <laughs> I guess that's the way- I, I, well, I'm a salesperson. I guess, I'm, I'm, guess, I'm, guess I think in terms of market. But, but really, um, I think the benefit that I find out of running beers with mates is that I want to always stay open to this opportunity of meeting new people yeah. because new ideas come from meeting new people. Mm, mm. Um, so- whether it turns out that you listen to a podcast like Journeys with Bernie yeah, sure. to meet these new people via a podcast or you get a chance to meet these new people in person. Yeah. Hopefully they become lifelong friends. Yeah. Are you defining your personal purpose for creating Beer With Mates? Why did you do it in the first place? What was in it for you? Well, I guess it was a, it was a few things. I'd, I'd come back from Canada I was sort of disconnected from some of my mates in Brizzy and I'd also been single. And so it got to the point where I'd been dating a lot, meeting a lot of people yeah, through dating, yeah. and I realised that that wasn't really the way that my life needed to be set up for the long term. Yeah, I needed to just get opportunities to meet new people. And I also, I'd come up with this brand, Beers With Mates, at the end of 2016 while I was living in Canada. Right, okay. And it had just been sitting in the back of my head and I'd also checked out a guy, uh, Stuart Knight in Toronto, who ran a group called The Powerful Group where we caught up once a month. And that gave me opportunities to meet new people. And when I went there, I just said to myself, I want to run something like this someday. So eventually I realised that this was it. Meetup was going to be the app of how I was going to do it and Beers With Mates was going to be the brand. I, I, I know this may sound a strange question. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about people through the process? And can, can, can you narrow it down? Or can you specify it to one, two or three things that, that stand out for you that this, this whole journey of creating this regular social engagement, it introduces you to strange people, people with different motivations. What have you learned about people? I think the, the cool thing about going to meetups is that generally there are people there who are a little bit awkward with people and they're a bit unsure. But a lot of people come there wanting to connect with people. Yeah. And I think the, the real benefit that I've had from running a meetup group is hearing a lot of stories of really where things haven't worked out for people or yeah. where they've decided to make a change. And Beers With Mates gives me an opportunity to hear these conversations once a month from a range of different people. So I think I learn everyone's got something that's gone wrong in their life. Wow, that's a big statement. That's a good statement, interesting yeah. statement. I think the other thing that you learn is that this, when when it's difficult, when it's a situation that's been difficult, you want an avenue to be able to talk about those things. Yeah. Now, in some ways, that might be through coaching or it might be through therapy or it might just be being at the pub speaking with someone. Yeah. And the cool thing about speaking with someone that you don't know is you can really tell them anything and walk away and not really worry about it. Yeah. But you yeah. might not be willing to tell your closest friends that for fear of judgment or persecution. Right, okay, okay. So I think in, in an environment like Beers with Mates, people walk in are almost allowed to be whoever it is they want to be it, with these new people in the room. 
It's certainly far more organic. I, I use the word organic to describe the process of meeting people and I'm now going to compare it to the social dating world yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. out there. I, I, I find that loaded with expectation. It's like if you're on the social dating site, you're already announcing a reasonably romantic uh, expectation yeah. and you actually bring that to your first engagement on the social dating site. Whereas you might even have that in the back of your mind, be with with mates or any of these meetup groups. However, it just starts a little bit more naturally. I think the other thing is when I was, when I was on the, on the, on the apps like Tinder and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. Like back, back in the day, I, I basically set myself a rule that if things weren't working out after half an hour, I was allowed to leave. I didn't wow. need to stay there for a couple of hours. Wow. I, did, I could just hit the eject button and get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Right? But really, if you meet someone in person, yeah. so let's say it's at a bar and maybe it's a bit more difficult to meet people at bar these days because of the apps, Yeah, you know within about five minutes whether you're going to connect or not. Yeah. So if you're at beers with mates and you meet someone who yeah. could be a potential mate, yeah. like in that way, yeah, yeah, relationship yeah, yeah. mate, um, then – you you generally will have a have a chance to chat with them and kind of go yay or nay I'm excited or not maybe you spend a little bit more time with them so mm. I think the cool thing about beers with mates or another meetup is really you come to the pub maybe you enjoy the beers maybe you enjoy the food but re- everyone's given um, the permission yeah to talk to everyone else in that room and know that they're not going to be rude to them yeah, yeah yeah I noticed the other night and I and I think it's also particular to the other events because your event is once a month. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. A lot more men there lot, than the, other the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you have a reason why? Well, it's interesting. Beers with Mates is usually half and half. I run another one called We Want a Wine, which is a few more women. <laughs> um, but, yeah, essentially. So the wine attracts the women. Is that I right? think so. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but, just the brand attracts the women. But okay. This is, but this is the thing. Beers with Mates sounds like it's a male brand. Yes. But essentially what I wanted to do was create an environment where men come to the pub. Yeah. And and really, and, th- and I wanted men to be like, oh, cool, it's coming to the pub for a beer. Yeah. Women, when they realise it's connecting with people, yeah. with like-minded people, will realise that maybe this is something that I like as well. Yeah. It doesn't sound like the place for them. Yeah. Beers with Mates doesn't sound like a feminine yeah. environment. Yeah. But when they realise that it's an opportunity to connect with people, yeah. that's the sort of thing that I find that women are more interested in yeah. than a lot of men are. Yeah. So it was yeah. almost like I knew that the women would come. However, the other night there was more men than usual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and, and probably there was a slightly, slightly older age than usual yeah. Yeah. on Friday as well. But again, this is the thing. I don't like. I don't. I don't check to see who's going to be there. I don't actively promote much uh, when I run these events. It's just mm. who shows up on the night, mm. and that's part of the excitement for me as well. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't know how it's going to play yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned the age bit there, and you said you had some uh, old older ones there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm interested to know your perception of how people see age. Well, I Do you understand my question here? I'll, I'll go on a bit of a tangent before I get yeah, there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think this is the thing. Generally, beers with mates is between 30 and 65. Okay. The benefit that I Oh, God, get, I slipped in. I'm right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gen- the, the benefit that I have from running beers with mates is I get to hang out with a whole lot of older people yeah. that aren't my, the natural people that I went to school with. Yeah. And I learn a lot more from that those interactions because yeah. they've been through – Various careers, had kids, broken up from marriages, whatever. But there are people that you'll meet who are 60 who are more lit up and youthful Mm. than someone who's 40 in a dead-end situation. Are you serious about that, Absolutely. Absolutely. You've met such people. Yeah, absolutely. Like yourself. Yeah. 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 Like this is the thing. Like you'll, you'll meet people who are just excited about life. And I've actually, I had lunch the other day with a lady um, that I met through Beers with Mates and her partner. Yeah. And they've got kids who are around about my age. Yeah. And they were now more free at 65 yeah. than they'd felt in a long time. Yeah. And and they were 
staying up later yeah. than Danny and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and probably partying harder and drinking more than Danny and I, right? So it's great to be able to hang out with those people with lots of energy yeah. and lots of wisdom because of the, all the experience they've had over time. Yeah, I think I think the there's a now a different view of life at 50, 60, 65 mm. than, than, than what that age group has had before. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly confident that many, many years ago you sort of like reached the retirement age and it was about winding down for old age. Yeah, yeah. Now, I just got a feeling, Chris, it's almost like a recognition that it's the pinnacle now. It's like a crescendo. Mm. That is, it's actually the time to live well, because you, 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 you may have had the family, the family have grown up and gone. Yeah. You're, you're, there's a heck of a lot more freedom in your life. Yeah. Hopefully you've got some finances mm-hmm. to support it. Mm-hmm. Um, your life is already likely to live longer. You're likely to be more, I think the average age in Australia before you pass is 83, 85, but that mm-hmm. wasn't always the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is this beautiful window of opportunity to maximise through travel. Yeah. Your travel in particular is something I, I hear all the time. Can't wait to travel more. And there's 10 years, a decade. Yeah. Find a good mate and go and travel the world together. Yeah. Do you, you, you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your head's going up and down. Is that how you see it? I, so I think uh, a lot of people about my age now think that they don't want to do that in retirement. They want to do it earlier. Wow. So that's, yeah. that's sort of a normal yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, however, I think you now, are not forced into making money maybe in a job that didn't completely light you up. That's right. And now you've yeah. got more time to focus on what you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. So I, I've I've sort of spent some time trying to work that out over the last few years, yeah. what, I, what I want to do with my time Yeah. and how I want to use my time outside of work. But I think for a, a lot of retirees, and this I don't speak with a lot of them, but with, particularly with this couple, Yeah. Now they're just all they want to do is focus on all the things that light them up, yeah, so that they spend most of their time in joy, yeah. yeah. And, and even just in this situation, he had been they both of them had been married, yeah, and now they found a connection which was like dissimilar to any connection they'd previously found before, and they found more, they found themselves feeling more connected and more in love at 65 than they felt in years. There's a, there's a chance, of course, that there's so many of that age group that have actually had a taste of marriage and it, and, and it has ended in separation or divorce. Yeah. So there's a fair chance that at, at 50, 60 years of age, they sort of like know what love could be yeah, yeah, yeah. and maybe what love is not <laughs> as a result of these experiences. Yeah. I think they're possibly a little bit more values-driven. They Mm -hmm. sort of like a greater clarity Mm -hmm. about what suits them, who suits them. They're very, very clear on the activities that are an extension of who they are. And here is the opportunity to put all that together. It's a wonderful part stage of life, my friend. Well, I actually, I read something recently and a friend shared it with me and they essentially said that there is a dip in the middle of life. Yeah. And it's basically, it even happens in... What's the um, middle? What's the middle? 40, 40? 40, 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that midlife crisis, it even happens in gorillas. They, ex- they experience a bit of a dip. <laughs> and so what's, what's actually happening is that all of these stresses, and essentially what they talked about was that up until as you get older, you're yeah. competing with everyone, all of your peers. And then you get upset because maybe you're not winning that competition. And then you feel upset because of that situation. And then over time, you become more collaborative and then you care more about the people around you and then you have a different meaning for your life. This is and fascinating, so, isn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. that my understanding of someone like that couple yeah. is that they're just stepping into the space where they're doing all the things that they enjoy. They've found connection in each other and they're going on the, on the first bit of travel that they've yeah. done together. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just like they've, again, it's – What's what's important to them now yeah. is not what they were focusing on previously. I, I think they start to realise what is important. 
May, may I be very personal about this? Yeah, yeah. Th- this actually is a driver for this podcast. Absolutely. You know, at, at my age, to me, love is all there is, folks, and the rest is window dressing. Mm. You know, and and I want my work to be an extension and expression of that love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hence the podcast. Hence the writing of the book. Hence even the coaching work that I do is meant to be an extension of of living that value. Now, how did I get to there? Through the pain and the chaos. I love what Bella Cameron said the other day in her podcast. She said. I bought into the societal ways that told me that success was this way, certain amount of money in the bank account, professional status, who have I become, have I climbed the success ladder? And she said, I had to unlearn from all that in order to find a happiness and reach a conclusion that a heck of a lot of that stuff wasn't important to her. You're, you're going, yeah, 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 as if you can relate to this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Elaborate. Yeah. You know you know what it was? And I think I had a great opportunity in being offered career break for two years because I worked at KPMG, worked in consulting, did the most interesting work that I'd ever done, was the best job that I'd had up until that point. And I realised, like, this could be it. This could be my career. I just want to double check. I just want to take some time out. Just double check to see if this is the right thing. Yeah. And as it turned out, I, I didn't go back to it. Wow. Um, Do you miss it? I miss parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I miss solving difficult problems with intelligent people. Are you in a better role now, a role that suits you more now? Yes. So that reflection time, taking that time out, really did serve a benefit to you. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it also blew up my life. Like it was essentially a quarter-life crisis. You know, uh, elaborate. Where's this come from, mate? This is out of the blue. <laughs> it wasn't quite a crisis, but it really, had I just stayed on that track, like you're almost, you say, oh, well, if I just stayed at KPMG, I'd be at this level now. I'd yeah. be making this level of money and I'd probably have this amount of money in the bank Yeah, and I'd probably have this and that and the other. And so you've 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 wondering about that if when maybe kind of thing, and I right. think the the difficult thing that you can't easily ask yourself is, and if you had all of that, would you be as happy and fulfilled as you are now? Yeah. Would you be spending time doing the things you like doing now, yeah. like you are now? Uh, I definitely wouldn't be running beers with mates. I definitely, if I'd stayed there, maybe hadn't gone through. The depressive period that I went through. Wow, okay. Developed the empathy that I developed. I, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to have, or maybe I could have gone back into that. But yeah. I, I, if I'd never gone to Toronto, I wouldn't have met all of these people which showed me a different way of living Yeah. to be able to develop in that way. For instance, I met a guy, Chris Gosling, and he was playing, uh, playing guitar at a rooftop party for an Aussie mate who was going back home. And I ended up having a chat with him after that and he yeah. became a really close friend of mine. And he was the first guy that I'd met who was a musician, worked in marketing, did creative work, and he opened my eyes to yeah. that world. Yeah. I was used to the bureaucratic business world, finance, all that kind of thing. Yeah. And suddenly it was like it, it fully expanded my eyes. So through having just met one person like that and him helping me develop some of those skills – that changed the trajectory. Yeah, it gave it gave you a breakthrough view, yeah. uh, a, a different way of seeing a possibility, a professional yeah. possibility for you. Well, even just starting to meet people who you realise, like, oh, this is what you do with your days. Yeah, you're not at the office all day. Yeah, yeah sure. Really, sure, is that sure, how it works? Sure, sure. So let me just repeat back w- what I'm hearing. From the story so far. Yeah, yeah. I've got this young professional man. You did mention KPM, KPMPG, Pete Marlick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, you're in that industry. You're climbing the corporate ladder or you're seeing the opportunity. You're valuing it. Yeah, yeah. You're even talking about the money that certain positions can, can earn you. But there was something inside you that just said, now, wait a minute, is that me? And you decided 
to take some time out and reflect. Yep. Part of that time out was going to Toronto. Mm-hmm. But in that space that you gave yourself, this is the interesting thing that I'm hearing. You gave yourself space to reevaluate and reflect on whether you wanted to stay on the busy train. Well, yeah, it was. I've definitely been busy since then. Yeah, but it's yeah. One of the big things that I realized was I, because I was doing like working hard in that role, I let I dropped everything else. Yeah, just so that I could do that role yeah. and do well. Yeah. So I I stopped playing social touch with my mates. Yeah. So I, then I disconnected from my mates because I stopped playing social touch. Mm. Just a simple simple thing like that. Mm. But it was like, oh no, I can't fit all of these other things around work. And I was like, well, if I look up above me, are these people happy? See, I didn't ask you to mention the word happy. This I find that you've mentioned it twice as if it's sort of like an ultimate purpose that you've started to realise is of value to you. So all of a sudden the 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 outcome of happiness and a bit of fulfilment in yourself becomes more important or of equal value than climbing the ladder and getting all that beautiful money and feeling terrifically successful at the top there. Mm. Yeah? yeah. And this required adjustment. Yeah. 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 And now you don't you don't earn anything out of beer with mates. No. This is an investment of time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yet I don't think you'd give it up. <laughs> no. Well this is the thing. Like I figured Beers with mates is something I can do forever. Yeah. I have a podcast. I'm like, this is something I can do forever. I don't yeah. need to do a lot of it, but I just need to do it a bit so I stay connected to an interest yeah. where I keep getting opportunities to meet new people. Because I know if I meet a new person, they've, they share a story with me, I learn from the story. They share a resource with me, I learn from the resource. Potentially they introduce me to someone and I learn more from them or I can introduce them to one of my friends and, and then we all benefit. Yeah. So I realise for me... Um, these people that I was meeting was meeting was almost more important than what I was reading in books. Wow, mate, that's yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. See, again, part of the role I play here is just listening really, really carefully to some of the beautiful things you're saying. I didn't actually ask you to bring in the word learning. You know, but all of a sudden you're saying learning. You didn't use these words, but I'm assuming growing, evolving, it's taken on an importance that you're not prepared to compromise. Yeah. Well, I think the the big thing when I, again, because I got that opportunity to work with a lot of smart people at KPMG and then started reading more, then I got an opportunity to work with really growth-oriented coaching focused businesses in Canada in Canada yeah. where they said we personal development is a big thing for us yeah so it became an obsession for me mm, yeah. and so growth and learning um, really was I focused on that more than I did the money it sa- sounds as if it, 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 the desire to grow was seeded very early like yeah. you, you you were a book reader yeah absolutely but like how avid was your your reading a book habit I I read I'd yeah I'd read a book a week. Wow! Wow! That's a yeah. you're a speed reader. I was. I. I don't think so. Yeah. I just. I. To be honest, I was. I was almost distracted by reading. Yeah, because you loved. I just, what it gave you. What was how just, it opened up your mind. I just. I, it almost was a fear of missing out. That's how oh, I felt wow. when it came to books. Yeah. Like I've. I've need to. Oh, so I hear about this book. It sounds amazing. I need to read it. Yeah. Need to read. It. Oh, someone's read this book. I need to read it. So even the reading of the books was in part motivated by having to climb that yeah. societal ladder. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I realised that eventually I got to a point where I'm like, oh, mate, you don't really need to do that anymore. Yeah. That was your phase of that life. Yeah. And it was great. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. But the thing was, and this is, this is where it was sort of interesting and a little bit confronting, when you start talking to people about the stuff that you've learned and they're like, you see their eyes glaze over. Mm. Uh, well, it's fine that I'm learning all this stuff and I, I find it really valuable. But it's not as fun if I don't have people with similar interests to share it with. That's interesting. So more so I was like, well, how do I go about fostering community with similar interests yeah. so I can be having discussions 
and bring a certain level of depth to these discussions based on what I've read. Have you ever thought of a Beer With Mates book club? <laughs> Mate, I, I've, I've thought about book clubs, but I, this is the thing too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not easily facilitated because I like being able to do my own thing. Sure. Yeah. So um, like it's, it's one of those things that I've never been in a book club um, and – yeah, I've I've had options to be in part of it. For some reason, I've had I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. As we spoke about earlier, every now and then I read a book that I don't want to finish. Yeah, and I, I want to be comfortable in not reading yeah, the, yeah, the book. Yeah. Three best books, mate. Three best books that you've read. This is personal development, self help, whatever. But three that had an impact on you. Go. Yep. Um, Social Intelligence by Dan Goldman because I read it when I was moving to Toronto. What did it teach you? If it had an impact on you, there must have been something in it that just opened up your eyes, stirred it, your soul. I think it it taught me taught me what to look for in what in with people. Yeah, just to to start understanding how it is that people operate, yeah. and start start get, like I I found that book more useful than Emotional Intelligence by Dan as well. Yeah, um, but also again for the same reason, I read a book called uh, Mindsight by Dan Siegel. Tried to read it again and it didn't really click for me, but at the time I read it easily. Mm. Um, and both of these books really probably align more with therapy than business. Yeah, wow. Um, but it was Mindsight, again, was trying to help me develop that empathy muscle. Um, and then just to throw it out a little bit differently, um, Michael Jordan's coach wrote, wrote a book called Relentless. Yes. He, he coached um, Jordan and Kobe. Yeah. And uh, his name is Tim, Tim Grover. Oh, Tim Grover. Okay. So it, they, he was like their performance coach. Yeah. Um, and that book really just reminds you of that competitive competitive mindset and what that sounds and feels yeah, like. So yeah. really that was a – I spoke to you a little earlier. I, 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 I worked on developing my sensitivity, my emotional intelligence, my ability to have empathy with people, mm-hmm. and then I needed to bring that back – and remind myself of what it was like to compete. Mm. Social intelligence by Dan Coleman. You 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 you've rated it highly, and it said it taught you. What what tip would you have for any person? But I, I suppose I am thinking about the young males that might be listening to to this podcast. Yeah, they're listening to you, a young yep. male, and a tip or two. If you're going to connect with people, there's a couple of uncompromisables that you just got to be aware of, young man yeah. or young person. Yeah, right? yeah. What are they? Um, it's more important to ask questions and listen than talk. Yeah. You need to be able to talk, but I find that if you can develop the skill of being able to ask a question, listen really well, and then being able to ask a follow-up question, all of your interactions will feel easy. Yeah. Let's talk about that social dating connecting yeah, yeah. Di- dimension. Young men, I'm making it up now, here I go, driven by hormones. <laughs> um, how can they stop their view and their perspective of wanting to connect with various women and, and, and maybe far too frequently, how can they actually change their behaviour so their behaviour is one which is obvious more about connection rather than an agenda? I think the I, I certainly know how it feels to be in a target-rich environment. What's that mean? Basically, you walk into an environment with a whole lot of opportunities Yeah, and you know what you could Go for what you could target exactly. Okay, and 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 also appreciate that you want to achieve your goal. So I, I know of meeting it, a woman, of meeting a woman, yeah, absolutely, yeah. or meeting a few, or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, this is but this is the thing. Previously, we would have thought you'd walk in, be high status, and something would just come out of it. Yeah. That's not necessarily it because if someone and this is you could work out like be that confident guy and get something out of that, and a certain type of person that works with, but. I really think that um, if you walk into an environment, especially an environment where you know that people are going to come back to that environment, yeah. if you have one interaction with someone, especially as a male, if it's a caring interaction with someone, then and you help someone in that environment, it's a better story 
for you to have helped someone, for them to have said, hey, Bernie's actually a really good guy. Yeah. We were speaking about this and each she tells 10 friends mm. that this is this is what it's like to speak with Bernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so really like my goal in that situation, just like at Beers with Mates or on a podcast or something along those lines is, how do I make that person tell me the best story possible about them yeah. so they feel the best way possible about them so that, that indirectly makes them like me? Yeah. And the cool thing about having that knowing that I'll be running beers with mates for a long time from now is that really I'm having conversations where we feel like we connect with one another with not the possibility of love on the horizon or relationship, yeah. but there's a possibility of friendship and a relationship that we'll, we can foster for years to come. Yeah, yeah. So the value on, on, on friendship and connection has now overridden the the thirst, the sexual thirst for 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 women. Are you are you married yourself? Uh engaged. Engaged. Yeah. As engaged. Of, as of New Year's Eve this year. Yeah. So are you feeling fulfilled? Are you feeling very loved through your journey, through your current role? Are you how how are you feeling about, you know, Chris at the moment? I I love that I now have Danny and we are, we've both gone through difficult times over the last couple of years and we both now have a goal for us to, to work together over time. And I yeah. think over the last year or so I've been saying that things feel like they're falling into place. And oh, okay. So, but that's been how it's been for both of us. Yeah. So both of us feel like we're on a growth journey together. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. So for me it's like how do I set up habits in my life where I can connect with my partner and also be connected with my friends. And that also means that my partner is in a position where Danny can hang out with her friends sure. when she feels yeah. comfortable as well. Yeah. And that's something that we've needed to learn together to say, when is it our time? Yeah. And, you, and, you've, and you're not allowed to book something over it. Yeah. And when is it, oh, you're allowed to do whatever you want time? You're almost, in my eyes, giving a definition or, or giving us a glimpse of what an authentic love can look like in that if it's authentic, you must be able to give space for your partner to be her as an individual. She must be able to give you space to be Chris. Yeah. And not all of that is with Danny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that space to be the individual in the partnership, yeah, and that time to grow and evolve and and share the love with each other, both are important. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the benefit I have uh, with having a Brazilian fiance is that if I'm stepping on her toes, she tells me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Danny. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've needed to learn how to. Um, Almost one, be sensitive, but two, be able to understand that that dance when yeah. that happens. Yeah, and I actually think um, having a partner like Danny and managing that dance yeah. through conflict yeah. has made me a better negotiator as well. Wow, in, you're talking about in a, in a professional basis. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. you mentioned a phrase before. You said something like, I, "I'm falling into good space." Or good place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean? How do you, when you say you're falling into good space or place, how does that feel? How's that different from where you were many, many years ago? What's the difference now? What does that feel like now? Well, I think the it's it's funny. Like I essentially was in sales in Toronto. I didn't make as much money as I would have liked. Yeah. Beat myself up for it. Went through depression. Came back home. Got back into sales. Went well. Moved on for a few times, and then. Had a couple of jobs from there. Yeah. And then I I got into one job and I'm doing well and I tore my ACL and then I sold a few things, had my ACL surgery. The day I got back from ACL surgery, my boss fired me before the day had even begun. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Excuse and then the next job, so I cold called a guy and I ended up booking an interview and then I moved into recruitment after yeah. that, sales recruitment. So- I ended up in sales recruitment, learning the ropes, everything's going reasonably well. COVID hits. Yeah. 
who wants a salesperson during COVID when no one can meet anyone? So it's the worst industry to be in in recruitment. Yes, you're going through a tough time. Everything just wasn't working out. Yeah. Right? So it's just like, oh, so really it was just, oh, this is not working out. What am I going to do now? This led to a depression? That didn't lead to a depression. Yeah. And this is the thing, because I'd broken my leg and I'd been depressed. I knew what that was like. I knew some of the things that I didn't do, which likely led to me being depressed. And I knew this is the big thing. I knew that it was possible that I could get depressed if I didn't do the right thing. So when I did my ACL, as soon as I could get up and moving, I was up and moving. If, I, if I'm focused more on managing my mood than taking on information. Yeah. So I just, how do I just manage mood? Yeah. If I can't, if I can't exercise, how do I manage mood? Yeah. So really like in the last couple of years, I've stopped that rush to read books and more focused on how is it that I can be in the best possible state to make the best possible decisions so that I'm positive and happy and that allows me to do well in my job and do well in my relationship. So recently it's felt like work's working out. Yeah, It's felt like I've been open about having bipolar and my world didn't blow up. Yeah, And it was like, and then suddenly it was like, especially with, opening up about having bipolar, felt like there was a weight that had been lifted from my shoulders. Wow, okay. Because this was the dirty little secret that no one knew. Yeah. That potentially someone tells someone Yeah. at an inopportune time for me and yeah. I end up in the shit because of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I've gotten to a point where, again, you can retell that story yeah. and you can make that story positive and because you've made it positive, then you are walking around with a story knowing that you can do whatever you want at that point. So a lot of what's happened over the last couple of years is me being able to reflect on everything that I went through and then rewrite it in a positive light. And that walk into a date, if you change the story you walk into, if you change the story you walk in with on a sales conversation or something along those lines, it the situation changes. Sure. Because you've got different understandings. Wow. I don't know whether you realise this, but I think you are just giving us a piece of gold. Here's what I'm hearing. You're saying regardless of what's happened in the past, regardless of, of, of who you are and where you've been, if you can change the meaning of it, mm you can actually change its impact or effect on you. And therefore, we don't have to be products of what's happened in our past and those experiences where life dealt us some bad cards and some unexpected ones, the relationship broke down. We don't have to be victim to that because we always have the capacity to change the meaning of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so today you can wake up and not go, oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Life's a bitch because all these things have happened to me recently and all these things happened to me a long, long time ago. Didn't happen to anybody else, just happened to me, poor mm. me. Mm. But you can wake up today and, and change the meaning on it. I'm even making it up now. Hey, what if the meaning was welcome to life? Shit happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if the meaning was, hey, it's just all part of the journey? Yeah. I think the other thing is if you're a young person and you've had a few things that haven't worked out for you, maybe you don't know many people your age where things haven't worked out for them. Yeah. But if you deal, if you meet people with a bit more life experience, yeah, you'll find that they have stories that they share with you to make you feel that what you went through is actually pretty normal. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know absolutely. So it's not just you. Yeah. Like people, you might have something awful and yeah. no one – has been through something like that. So yeah. it could be completely wrong. Yeah. But for, for me, realising that, you know, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Some of the things that happened were tough. Yeah. But some I meet someone else who's been through way more, who's a way more optimistic person right yeah. now, and they're achieving X. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so when you meet those people, you're like, oh, all right, well, all right, cool. Yeah. I can do this too. Chris, what's it like to have bipolar? Yeah. What was that, what, what was that experience like? Well, I think it took me a while to get diagnosed and um, what it initially felt like was I was almost being persecuted persecuted for being too happy. That was what mania felt like. Mm. 
Um, and I, I have now had a few episodes and I've been in hospital as a result of those episodes. And I've now been able to medicate to be able to basically take the tops off those highs. Right, okay. So I'm more level more often. Yeah. But what it, and it, the benefit that I have, and people with bipolar have all sorts of different experiences. I've had depression before. Yeah. My experience in bipolar does not necessarily include the dips. Mm. So I really just go from being reasonably happy yeah. to un. <laughs> Unrealistically happy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you think you're gonna you can take on the world, yeah. And you, it's not necessarily true, yeah. yeah. And I think the interesting thing is that there are a whole lot of, and this is what I've come to learn over time, is that there are a whole lot of people who have bipolar who achieve a lot. Mm-hmm. And the the cool thing about bipolar and having a higher dopamine um, amount, let's say, um, is that your goal focus is probably higher. So it it can be a blessing. Yeah, I yeah. I generally I can wake up in the morning and want to listen to dance music. Most yeah. people don't feel like that. Yeah, I know what it feels like to feel sad. Yeah, I also know what it feels like to be through the roof happy. Most people would never get there unless they're on drugs. Mm-hmm. So I think the benefit that I have with bipolar is that I can connect with people on any of those levels. Wow. Okay. I've been, I've been there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, but it, at the same time, it felt like stigma for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that must have been painful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Again, get to rewrite that story over time. Yeah. It feels all right. Chris Anderson, what a fascinating hour or so <laughs> we've had on this journey with Bernie. Finish it off, please, with just this, this last question. How do you become a more loving human being? It has to start with not talking so negatively to yourself. The only way that you can start seeing the positive in others is not picking apart yourself in that way as well. And so really like the only way that you're going to show up and be more loving and not be so destructive if someone does the wrong thing is talking to yourself more kindly and loving yourself when you do all those things. Seeing the good in yourself and yeah. when it comes to that self-talk, making sure that you're, you're, you're speaking the good. Yeah. In the art of actually connecting with people, this is actually giving that love and uh, to, to other people. There's a tip that you've got. What's your tip if you're going to connect with people so they can be recipient of this loving way? What, if you want to connect with people the best thing you can do is develop your antenna almost to just like the reason the mindsight book was so good for me is because I wanted to feel what was going on in the other person to understand what was going on for them so that I could set them up in such a way that they could um, be positive and talk about the things that are most interesting to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, I think the biggest thing connecting is it's not it's not about what you say. It's yeah. about what you, how you let another person unfold yeah. in front of you. It's almost like you're saying take the focus off yourself. Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> take yeah. the focus off yourself. Yeah. Make sure that you're in a position where you can joyfully put the focus on onto them. Yeah. And that self-talk and recognising the the distractive thoughts, keeping them at bay, particularly the ones that that, that can put you down. Yeah. Learn how to keep them aside and and reinforcing your own own value, yeah. Yeah, and I think the the thing is um, the benefit of potentially have gone through difficult situations is that you then have the felt knowledge of what that could feel like for another person. Yeah. And so when you see it, hopefully you're able to step in at that level yeah. and not necessarily say, oh, I might understand or whatever, but more so just be in that environment, allow them to sort of sit with it and appreciate that like it was a time for you that was difficult, mm-hmm. but you get to remember what that felt like. And so mm-hmm. when you see someone in that situation – you can connect at that moment and hopefully over time 
get them to a point where they don't quite feel like that anymore. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. You're a happier person than you were many, many years ago. You've told us the journey here. One tip for me, please. How do you inspire greater happiness within yourself? How have you become happier? You need to work out what it is that that brings you joy, yeah. that you can do something reasonably quickly that helps you shift state, and maybe that's exercise. For me, it's listening to music. Yeah, well. I'll just If I know that I can throw a song on, just focus on that, jump up, get around, have a mm. dance, mm. and I can put myself back into that state. And to be fair, that might be a state that I was so used to because of all my times at festivals and dance music sure. clubs and all that kind of thing. So. It's almost like it's an anchor for me yeah. to listen to a dance music song yeah. and it puts me back in a, yeah. in a good mood. So I guess it's just, you, I don't know what that is for anyone. Yeah. But really. It can be different for different people. Absolutely, yeah. yeah but, it, but if you notice that you are feeling good at any particular time, just make a note of that and realise that when you're not feeling good, you could somehow do some of the things that you were doing then yeah, and they might get you some of the result. Yeah. It's like uh, find your anchor. Yeah, exactly. Find what your anchor is and don't be afraid to use it frequently Yeah, in order to put yourself into the right state. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris Anderson, can I thank you ever so much, mate? Really do appreciate you coming along and sharing your incredible story, 37 years of age, folks, and for your contribution to a journey with Bernie. Many of our listeners will, uh, will, will enjoy this episode immensely. Thanks for your tips. And personally, brother, I can't wait for another four weeks from today. No, not today, on... Friday, three weeks from now. What date is it, do you know? Uh, First Friday of every month. First Friday of every month because we're going to be down there at the Soapbox for... Beers with Mates. A beer with mates. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Chris. Thank you, man. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode of A Journey with Bernie. I loved it. Of course... The contact and connection details of our special guest and any references to resource material, books or educational sources can be found in the podcast notes. Do go there, folks. Our guests would so welcome hearing from you. Now, for those of you who have previously rung me about joining our forthcoming adventures to Nepal and those glorious Himalayan trekking trails, it's truly great to have you on board. For those of you that are still interested, may I suggest you visit the website of Global Immersion Travel? That's www.gitravel.com.au. Then ring my equally enthusiastic associate, Taylor Pierce, on 0419-195-953. That's 0419-195-953. Embrace the journey, dear people. Just embrace the journey and enjoy every minute of it. And just remember...